Hey, thank you to Helix for sponsoring this podcast. Adam has had his Helix mattress for almost a year now, and he's loving it. It's it's actually hard to get him up. In fact, he won't stop talking about it. You'll understand what we mean when he goes into detail. Thank you for the detail, Adam, later on the episode. But for now, we want to tell our listeners about a special deal going on. Our Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and... As if that's not enough, two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Live from the Ray Horseman Studios in North Hollywood, California, welcome to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. Tonight, should old acquaintance be forgotten, never brought to mind? When Robert Burns wrote that 230 years ago, he never seemed to consider that perhaps it is better to forget old acquaintance and never bring them to mind. It's called A World Without Facebook. Welcome to our New Year's Eve show. I'm Adam Felber, and I feel like the old year on its way out. Bent over, carrying my scythe, and wearing a long white robe and a snowy beard. And now, here's the eternal spirit of the new year. Except she's not wearing a diaper, as far as I know, Paula Poundstone! (laughs) Not a bulky one. Yes, thank you, and thank you to our house band, Jorge Reyes. Paula, happy new year. Do you too, Adam. Yeah, it's kind of great for us to be here on New Year's Eve. You know, one of the things that happened on this last 2018 yeah. is that uh, we started the podcast. We did. Well, you know what? It is our year-ending episode, and so maybe we should look back at 2018 and see what we remember about it. I know that one night when I was getting out of my car here at Ray Horseman Studios, I stepped in dog waste. That you was did? memorable. You know, <laughs> I, Tony Anita Hall did the same thing. I did it the week after. The I, week after. I, so I you think should... it was dog waste. I hope it was dog waste. That would be... The high end of my expectations. Wow. Yeah, you know what? When 2018 started, I um I had never you been dreamed to these, of stepping I had Douglas. never been to Ray Horseman Studios here in, on Miranda Street. I didn't know the whole Miranda Street vibe where one would wonder if the waste that one stepped in was dog waste. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All beautiful uh, new vistas have opened up to us. Yeah, that uh, happened yeah. this year. You know, the I think I've told you this. The first time I visited this place, I was on my bicycle. It was in the afternoon. And all of a sudden, a bottle came flying at me. Oh, no. I never told you that? And then no, it, then I went, owe you an apology. No, it wasn't you. <laughs> the thing was, is the bottle hit the ground, and uh, it hit the ground, to my relief, with the sound of a plastic bottle hitting the uh, ground. It was uh, clearly so a bottle of, like, Gatorade. Into, it didn't smash into yeah. a million pieces. And then I stopped my bike, not because I was going to confront the thrower, but because I had arrived at Ray Horseman Studios. Uh-huh. And the person who had thrown it was kind of an old and somewhat inebriated guy who, like, skulked off down an alley. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was so my that was first a, that encounter was with Ray Horseman. 2018, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's, this is a, and to the, me, the you stepping of... in possibly human waste and me getting a bottle thrown at me by a, by a then-frightened drunk, that sums up 2018. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want to bum anybody out on New Year's, uh, you know, because it's supposed to be a happy time, but 
Boy, it's been a shit year. It's hasn't an it? awful year. It really has. Yeah. It's been, oh, you know, but oh, both horrible. personally and for the world, I think. Yeah, in every way. I, I didn't. I'm trying to think of positive things. I didn't get any more cats. Right. That was good. You know, I stopped at you know at 14. Nobody and- gave me a job with more money than I could handle. Thank goodness. Yeah. That's that's a relief. You know, I, I think I will think of this year as the year that I lost to watching the news. I've been obsessed by the, you know, just every morning I get up and I and I quickly check the CNN website to see if um, Trump has been impeached, right. actually, or if he's been jailed yet, or, right. if the, you know, if they're having the Trump family reunion behind bars where they belong. Yes. I, I do feel it, it sort of manifests itself into an addiction. My favorite news broadcast remains um, the news hour on PBS, in part because it's an hour. Right. Um, but I do tend to watch uh, MSNBC a lot. Right. And actually, an uplifting thing did happen this year on MSNBC. Which is Which what? is Chris Matthews let someone talk once. He did not. He did. I didn't tape that one. Yeah. Yeah. It was, oh, it was so exciting. <laughs> this is Chris Matthews' version of an interview. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah. That's how he interviews. It's That's true. That's his version. of. He'll say something, and then he asks somebody to validate it, and is, they sort of nod their head, and he goes on. Do you see me gaping right now? You are gaping. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, just, I just can't imagine you criticizing somebody's interviewing skills. <laughs> It's just—it's creating so much cognitive dissonance. No, here's the thing, though. Chris Matthews never lets anyone talk. I mean, I let people talk. Uh, yeah, I guess. Well, he also has his show. Yeah, I has just a, tried to talk there. He. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm done. No. What? He has his show there. You. You know, you'd be a great guest on Chris Matthews. <laughs> I feel like I've been training for it all year. Yeah, because you're not used to talking that yeah, no, much. Um, another good thing that happened this year is that robotics experts were able to give Mike Pence more movements, and oh, uh, yeah. he's almost lifelike. He's a, he's like he went from being a wax figure to I'm not saying he's Hall of Presidents material yet, yeah, but he's, he's country bear jamboree material yeah, at this he's point. This close. Yeah, he's Absolutely. animatronic to some, yeah, to some yeah. extent. Sometimes the other day I. Saw some turn his head slightly from the right to the left, and I'm yeah? like, "Whoa, boy! Somebody's yeah. been working on that." Well, I think they're I think they're working uh, <laughs> overtime these days because yeah. they got to get him ready. Yeah, you know he's got to be able to put his hand on a Bible. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what's happening? <laughs> yeah. No, no, his gears are rusting from the borscht that is coursing through the inside of his the robotic, borscht. The borscht. Oh, because yeah. you think he's he's mixed up in all the Russia I think stuff? Yeah, you know they all are. They all are. Yeah. Anybody who isn't caught, you know, because it's so clear. I mean, we're so far into all this, and and yet still, no one is going. You know what? We need to stop this. This is bad. What's happened? It's I, bad. I feel like there are people working towards that goal. Okay, if someone breaks into your house, right, and they're robbing you and. You know, pillaging, pillaging, um, and you call I like the, the cops. You were with pillage and not rape. That was yeah. nice of you. And you call the cops. Yeah. Do you want the cops to work towards the goal of stopping the crime? That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's no. No. To, you want them just to, to walk in yeah, and we stop need to the crime. Stop the crime. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, um, another thing that happened in 2018. Yeah. Is that I, I've passed four million miles on. American Airlines, not not all wow. in the, not all in this one year. That's absurd. no. That would that would be impossible. That would think. be very bad Ve- flight planning. Yes. 
Um, but uh, yeah, and so you four know, four million. I'm I'm four million. And you I'm, choose American Airlines. No, I don't always fly on the same airline. Okay. that's the thing. I fly on the one that's going to get me there about the time I need to get there. Oh, okay, for so about you, the money just I can, on American Airlines alone, American you've got over alone. four million miles. Four, I don't have I don't have I don't have as many on Delta, but on Delta, I'm in what the, what do they call? You know, they have these names for the, 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 the kind of member you are. Yeah, right. I'm in silver. Right, you figure silver. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's going to be good. Silver's valuable. But after four million miles, why wouldn't you be platinum? No, this is, I'm saying on Delta. On Delta. I'm, on Delta, I, I, I don't know how many I have, but I'm in the silver right. category. But, you know, so I go to the gate and I always think, well, because I'm always exhausted. And I think, well, thank goodness. I'm, my big fear is that I'll fall asleep at the gate and not wake up in time to get onto the airplane. And so I'm like, well, thank goodness I'm silver because that means, you know, they'll call my group pretty early on. Yeah. Right? Silver. Yeah. That's yeah. got to be good. Sure. So it's because uh, I'm silver, I'm in zone one. Like fantastic zone one. Means you get on before anybody else. I'm getting on before anybody else. Which is That's good for you because you have a lot of carry-on luggage. But here's Probably what more happens. Than you should be allowed to. No, I don't have uh, too much carry-on luggage. I have exactly the right amount that you can have. But okay. here's the thing. It turns out before you'd think zone one, just like you said, right. going to be the first one on. Yeah. There's about 10 categories of people yeah. that they seat oh. before zone one. Zone one Always. is a total trick. They're yeah. like anybody with a red hat. Uh, you know, people you know, people I with feel, children, yeah. people considering having children, people, no, no, people, you know, lonely people. The lonely people go on. No, All it, of this is before it's mainly zone people with infants one. and active military service no, people. No, people with active infants. And what is active military? A lot of times you'll see guys doing jumping jacks over on the side. You really ask me what active show. military is? They're just show. If they were active military, they would be hiding behind the chairs and shooting people. No, it they're doesn't mean that they're currently in a combat situation. Yes. It means that they're not. They're not, uh, you know, they're not retired. Yeah. They're actively on military. They're actively Doesn't in the Doesn't matter. They all go on before me. Active military, inactive military. Inactive military doesn't <laughs> yeah. go on before yeah, you. Yeah. People who've had family members in the military. Now, People who've considered you. going into the military. I want to ask you something. People have done the Canadian Air Force exercises. I feel like we've, we, yeah, I feel like we've explored that moment. Um, yeah. Yeah. So everybody goes on before zone one right. on Delta. Not zone two, because that's where I am. No, Carla. they don't they don't even have zone two. It turns out it's a total trick. No, it there isn't. There is no zone two. You know what it is? I, I mean like I I really don't do a lot of frequent flyer programs, but I have been doing the United one. Because I fly to Chicago for and wait, wait, why don't tell me. Not. That's yeah. what I say. But like the thing is, is that like now for several years I've been doing the United thing, I still get stuck in zone four. Yeah, you gotta real I mean you gotta you have to be the people who go, the, I mean, the people who are ahead of me, yeah. they're people who are f like flying to China um, for a nine to five job. Yeah, I, it must be. Yeah. Now, you with your four million miles, you must be members of those, all those little clubs, right? You can go no, to those lounges. No, you still have to pay money for those clubs. You and do? I don't want to go in those lounges anyways because right. they won't let you take in your wheelie luggage. And you have to what? like, yeah, you have to, you have to park it over in a, um, they have a place where you tie it up. To a rail like a horse, and uh, uh, they won't really? let you. Yeah, they don't let you take. No, no, you can take the wheelie leg. Like, they won't let you take in a cart. That's what it was. A cart. Okay, all right. So that doesn't matter to me. But they won't Shouldn't. let you bring. They won't let you bring in outside food. <laughs> to the to those places, right? Those and lounges? I like my outside food. I don't want the, whatever they. What I, outside food are you bringing into airports with you? I'd like to bring a little, you know, some some what? shish kebab. You don't cook. <laughs> 
You basically don't cook, and you I, don't bring shish kebab to the I airport. I do. I that do. is like one food I'm sure is not allowed at the airport. Yeah, you know what they do is they'll take it off the skewer right Ma'am, there we're gonna at have to con- we're going to have to confiscate those skewers. It's you must go through a lot of skewers. I, oh, I do. Yeah. I do. Because you um, can't take them through. Fortunately, the there's airport. a skewer store over in the farmer's market. It's, there isn't. It sells exclusively skewers. Okay. Um, but there's different <laughs> kinds. There's different shapes. There's is, different handles. You're, you're different referencing, you're referencing a future podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a unique store. Do you All know right. on Montana Avenue in uh, Brentwood, California, which is, you know, it, it puts the hoity and hoity-toity. Yeah, it's O.J. Um, Simpson's old neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, but there's not... Yeah, that was a fluke. Okay. Um, but anyways, yeah, it is his old neighborhood. But anyway, so the, it's the rich part. Andrew Breitbart lived there. Who's Andrew Breitbart? I don't mind. Did he own a Breitbart thing that... He what's started that whole Breitbart thing that uh, Steve Bannon came out of. Yeah, he was uh, that guy. Yeah, that's he died. another... Th- yeah, he in, died? In Brentwood, yeah. He died in Brentwood? Yeah. Really? A lot of people die in Brentwood, Paula. Yeah, that's why I try to stay out of there. Yep. All right, so it's this rich, fancy area, and um, they have like kind of boutique shops. That is the one thing I do like about it is it doesn't have all the same stores as everywhere else. Okay. But uh, but it has rich boutique shops, and one time I walked into another store. Most of the stores don't stay there for very long because the rents are too high, and it's really hard to make a living there. Yeah, and all they're doing uh, is selling like you know one thing in the store. So yeah. Right, right. A lot of space, and like there's one dress this week. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, and, and you have to, you know, get permission to try it on. But yeah. anyways, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I can't have that permission. I, I live in the valley, so it's just like no. immediately I'm escorted out of the store. No, you could yeah. try on the dress. I could. Yeah, I'll right. say yes. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, I was walking. Yes, yeah, so let's that return to the story because this is yeah. going somewhere. And there was a. I'm not making this up. This is a true story. I swear to you. There well, was so a, far it's very plausible because at this point you're just napkin store. What? There was a napkin store that just sold napkins. Maybe it was a placemat store. I think it was a placemat store. That's a way uh, better okay. store than it a napkin store. It was a placemat store. store, and I asked them if they had napkins. And they practically shooed me out of the store. They're like, no, it's a placemat store. <laughs> <laughs> they had own, They sold only placemats. Wow. Now, I know, like, like you know, some companies get in trouble when they diversify too much. Uh-huh. Like, they sort of lose track of who they are and what they oh, do. Oh, absolutely. And, and we've talked about that that relating to just about every food product and flavors on right, this show exactly. before. But when, like, but who the, needs candy cane Doritos? Well, precisely. But you can go the other way, which is to have a, too a, a, a placemat store. It's yeah. just too, you know, you don't. Re- it's not the sort of thing you replace every day. Yeah, there's not a single part of me that can figure out how we got to placemat store in our year and review right this is one of the things that happened in the past um that, but not I this forget. year oh no because we're talking about skewers that's oh, skewers. i'm trying to think <laughs> what else might have happened uh, i'm looking at year. one of my regrets for the year is that i did not cut off that story earlier Hey, Paula, it's been almost a year now since I got my Helix mattress. And as you remember, there was some drama surrounding Helix mattresses. Because oh, when oh Helix gosh. first sponsored us, Bonnie took the mattress. And yeah. she's been loving it. But finally, I got my chance to get a Helix mattress. And I sleep so well. I mean, the family bed is where we all gather. We watch movies in, in our room occasionally. And everybody just piles on it. And it it's comfy. And yet, when one person hops on, the other half of the mattress doesn't fly up. I'm a fan. Well, you know, Adam, everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. 
That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions plus enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It is the perfect combination of comfort and support. I agree with that last bit. I don't get all the technical stuff about the mattress, but it is soft and supportive. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, the award-winning Lux, which I got, and ultra-premium Elite Collections, the Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts, and my daughter now wants one. So, how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You go to their website, take the Helix Sleep Quiz, and you find your perfect mattress batch in under two minutes you know when you said you can't follow all the technical stuff it's really not that technical you know uh no matter what way you sleep they have a mattress that will support and comfort you how hard is that uh, you know when you say it that way it seems a lot simpler i take it back that's my boner. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. And Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Well, I like that there's a warranty, but they can pry that mattress from my cold, dead hands. I took the sleep quiz. I was matched with the Helix Midnight Lux. I got the Lux. And I love it. It is such an upgrade from my old mattress. You know, I think Bonnie got the Midnight Lux. She did. Too. Yeah. You're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to take Adam's word for it? Well, you got Bonnie's word. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Your Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. That's a lot, and it's already not that expensive a mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet. It's fantastic. It won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Well, not right now. And if you're going to get it anyway, use our code. Hey, Paula. You know, every once in a while, we get a new advertiser that I get super excited about. And I have to say, just because of the circumstances of my life right now, I'm really excited about our new advertiser, Quince of Quince.com, the clothing provider. Not to be mistaken for Quince from Midsummer Night's Dream. And let me just say this, and maybe it's not important to an advertisement, but when I was in the fourth grade, our class put on a production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. And I played I played Peter Quince. There. There's the connection. One of the mechanicals. That's a great connection. Also, yes, has nothing to do with this, which is that um, Quince is an online clothing store. And as you know, Paula, I've, uh, I've lost a little weight lately. Oh, right. 75 pounds. Yeah. So I literally have no clothes that are in my size until I just ordered some stuff at Quince. And I figured, like, here's a chance for me to create a new look for myself. A whole new image. And how's it going? 
Not bad. I mean, the clothes are fantastic. I know that you ordered some too. What I got is I got yes. the Comfort Stretch Traveler five pocket pants. And I got oh. the um oh it's so and I got the hundred percent European linen shirt and it looks breezy and it fits beautifully. And these are like premium pieces of clothing that are selling for like you know thirty dollars a piece or starting at thirty dollars at quince.com. It's awesome. I look good. I ordered the brushed lounge jogger. Ooh. And you know, I put them on when I came back from New York. I pulled them on and I, I swear to you, okay. This is not scientific because I was tired already. Right. But they were so soft <laughs> and, and so comfortable. That honestly, like right as I got them up to my waist, I I, I think my eyes closed. They're so, co- it's a softness. It's a kind of softness that I don't think I've ever experienced in a garment, honestly. You know, my uh, drawstring European linen trousers are a little bit like that too. Like so comfortable that I just want to hang out with myself. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And they're European. Keep that in mind. Uh, oh, European. they are so European. And you can get those kinds of, you can get washable silk tops. You can get uh, 14 karat gold jewelry and like all these accessories. Quint sells a lineup of timeless pieces that keep their customers looking effortlessly chic year after year. I'm not certain that I look chic, but certainly if I did, it's not going to take a lot of effort. I now look chic and I feel pretty great. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabric. It's all good as far as I can see. Is it my imagination or do they cut out the middleman? They cut out the middleman, Paula Poundstone. I love it when they cut out the middleman. That's the thing, they cut out the middleman. <laughs> That's fantastic. So be like me and Paula. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash nobody for free shipping on your order and a 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash nobody to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash nobody. Nobody. And honestly, I look fantastic. Paula, you won't be able to keep your hands off me. Oh, I can't wait. And don't (laughs) think that if you had to return something, don't think you're sending it to a middleman because they cut out the middleman. They cut out the middleman. That's quince.com slash nobody. And if you're going to do it anyway. Use our code. Um, Um, Okay. That's one of your regrets. That reminds me of my mother when you say that. Oh, really? My My mother who had, I mean, before, long before I was born, you know, she had a few marriages, and um, a few, yeah, a couple, a couple, couple few. Okay, and and, and <laughs> it was long before I was born. I'm not suggesting that there. Uh, you didn't break up the marriage. I, not to the best of my knowledge. Um, but uh, you know, there was. She had some challenges in her life. She had some. She had some challenges in. I'm in, feeling bad in, for her in her life. Sure. And she said to me one time when I was, I think, in high school. She said the biggest mistake or maybe she said it to someone else and I was standing there the biggest mistake she ever made in her life was not sending me to charm school <laughs> well that's horrifying <laughs> well, I just a- think okay the biggest mistake I can see feeling that it was a mistake that it was I don't even think it was a scale mistake of, like it was in maybe your top 20 but the biggest mistake yeah, but also charm school. Were you raised in the 1930s? No, but we had um, Jordan Marsh Charm School. Jordan Marsh was a department store, yeah. or a clothing store, and we had Jordan Marsh Charm School. Was in Framingham. Oh, and when her biggest regret was not sending you. Yeah, there. that I didn't go to Boy, Jordan you Marsh. You have charm school. sucked at charm school. Yeah, I might not have done well at charm school. That's what but I'm you saying. never know. Yeah, I, I might have been better socially as yeah, a result. Yeah, of, I think you're perfectly you know, fine socially. Like, I don't think your mom's saying that, which is like a, a weird, random, and totally 
you know, not nice thing to say around your 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 daughter. I don't think she saw it that way. No, but I'm saying I think she was that saying doesn't... that she had let me down. Oh, I see. No, yeah. I, I don't think that really compares to me just wishing I'd never heard the placemat store story. Well, it's not on par with it. No, but it, it isn't. did just remind me of but it. But it did you we know. did that. That's how my brain it. works. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah you don't if have it, to tell me. If Paula. it works at all, that's the way it works. You know, <laughs> speaking of working, yes. uh, I would like to make a, a balloon animal uh to represent 2018. You know, you can make the numbers. You can make the numbers of well, 2000, uh, 2018. I, I know that, that it is possible that a talented balloon animal person could, but yeah, and that's I don't what think I'm gonna you do. can make the numbers. I certainly can. Hold on. I mean, and, and, and for our listeners who've been following this progression, Paula actually can make balloon stuff now. Now, I'm not saying she makes coherent animals and stuff. But she can, like, twist the balloons into various shapes. But I think numbers, with the exception possibly of one and zero, I'm gonna are make, probably beyond you. I'm going to make <laughs> I'm gonna make the whole number 2018 out of this out of one, one balloon. One balloon. That is correct. You know what you benefit from? Yes. The fact that we're an audio-only podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you draw enormous benefit from yeah. that. I, I, I'm sort of to balloon animals what Edgar Bergen was to ventriloquism. Yes, Yes, uh, legendary ventriloquist Ed- Edgar Bergen for some reason had a radio career. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. That was something I did in 2018, by the way. Ventriloquism? No. Uh, I, on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, yes. when we were at Carnegie Hall. Um, oh, yeah, that one, that gig that you said that you didn't have. Uh, we commiserated over that, and then you snuck off to New York and performed for the hoity-toity New York crowd. Uh, it was fantastic. Um Candace Bergen. Candace Bergen was, was the, there. Uh, was TV's the, Murphy Brown. Not my job guest. And uh, and I actually, uh, I not only uh, chatted with her and had a wonderful time talking to her, but I got a hug from Candace Bergen. In, How about twi- that? in 2018. A 2018 hug from Candace Bergen. I did Candace not Bergen, get a hug from Candace Bergen. Which was not as powerful as her 2017 hugs. Really? Is she yeah, kind of like she a... was really squeezing them in 2017. Yeah, not, By not 2018, put... it was more kind of a hand on her shoulder. Oh, all um, right. No, she was great. Is she, is she doing well? She's, yeah, I mean, yeah, I used to watch great. Murphy Brown back in the day. I kind of had a crush on Candace Bergen. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. yeah. She's cute. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah she's for cute. Sure. Super cute. Uh, you want to hear some events that happened in 2018? I can oh, review some yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, tell me. If you feel like commenting on any of these, um, Ken Lezebnik has drawn up a little list of some. Hey. Just to oh, jog our memories Ken. about what a great year it was. Um, there were 300 mass shootings in America. There oh, you go. That's not good. No. 70 civilians died in a sarin poison gas attack in Syria. Yeah. President Trump announced the United States was withdrawing from the Iran nuclear agreement. Boy, I hope Ken doesn't drink. I hope he does, actually. Uh, a hate... heat wave killed 33 people in Quebec. Wow. Uh, the world... that, that's got to be a thing. Yeah, it's got to. Yeah, exactly. Quebec, you know, I don't think they have a lot of heat waves in Quebec, do it's, they? Explaining freak accidents is, 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 you know, that's that's tough on the family. Yeah. Because people always then end up more interested in the circumstances of the death than the fact that you've lost a loved one. Uh, you know, so you ask a, uh, a Quebec guy, you know, what happened to your dad? And he's like, oh, we lost him in the heat wave of 2018. And then all of a sudden you've got... And then people got, start talking like, about the heat wave. Heat wave in Quebec? What are you yeah. talking about? No, wow. I'd really rather talk about my father. No, 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 no. Tell me about this heat well, wave. What, what, but if somebody said that to you, what are you going to say? Like, oh, so your dad's dead, huh? Yeah. Dead dad. Boy, he's not coming back, huh? Well, I, I think mean, I think, are, it's, I think there are I, other ways I, to remember I think people it's better. I think it's better maybe to focus on the weather. I, there are times where focusing on the weather is the right thing to do. I believe there are better ways to, yeah, to remember yeah, people yeah, than yeah. just remarking on the fact that they're continually dead. <laughs> <laughs> but if that's the only way you see the conversation going, yes, by all means, bring up the weather. Well, uh, also in 2018, in the world's last male northern white rhinoceros died, making oh, the subspecies man. functionally extinct. 
Wow. Yeah. Huh. And there is very little action these days on um, white rhino Tinder, I suppose. Uh, yeah. The, Boy, the United... a lot of white rhino females wandering <laughs> yeah. around unsatisfied. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is um, the uh, uh, number of um, white rhino lesbians has shot up. You'd think, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you'd have to probably some of them have moved in together in twenty eighteen. Yeah, something. Yeah, they're, yeah. now they're well. Now they're allowing um, same sex uh, rhino marriage. Oh, they weren't doing that before. No, no. But now, yeah. once once the need is there, society yeah. caught up to uh, 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 you know to nature. I think we're going to bring those white rhinos back. I mean, we may never be able to bring back the dinosaurs, but uh, you know, it seems like if you have the DNA handy, and I'm sure we took a sample before that uh, that rhino went away, I'm sure we'll be able to Jurassic Park those guys up. You think that oh, they could yeah. just create them again? Yeah, that's sure. Creepy. Ah, yeah. We just we know we no, that's synthesize a fetus and put it in an elephant. Everything will be fine. He'll all, right. all right, um, all right, all right. I don't. I'm my... not. I'm not volunteering to carry it. No, Let me no, just no. Say I, that. That's why I was volunteering an elephant because yeah, I think an yeah, elephant could probably yeah. handle that. Yeah, my but, my what uterus what a... is busy, busy, busy. What is it doing? I'm not anything. I'm not. I'm not carrying a rhino. I don't think anybody asked. You. I can't believe <laughs> that I just said I'm not carrying a rhino, right. and you like tried to question my excuse. <laughs> No, I just thought your excuse was you know, weird. Lately now I like have this feeling. Like you're making a polite excuse where where no excuse was necessary. No, I just said my I just said my my uterus was busy. But that's like and saying that's like saying you died in the Quebec heat wave. Now I'm interested. Yeah, exactly. No, the thing I have this feeling. This is one of the things that came up for me in 2018. What, what's that? Is Paula? I just have this feeling like what fucking more can I do? You know? Right. I've been working so hard you do and work trying very to hard. take care of so many things for so many people. People. Sure, sure, and sure. now I got my beloved partner Adam Felber trying to force me into carrying I a baby don't rhino. Want you in to my carry universe. a baby rhino. The one guy that I thought would understand. I promise you, Paula. I, don't I didn't want you. feel that I had the time or the capacity. I don't think you could. I don't think you could carry her. I bet you're scared. <laughs> I bet you're uh, yellow. Now you've got Paula done it. Done. <laughs> I'm not scared of anything. Scared to carry a rhino. Scared to carry a rhino. All right, I'll do it. All right, here we go. No, but honestly, people, if you're out there and you're worried about stuff that happened in 2018, I firmly believe you can take worrying about the white rhino being gone forever off your list because I think they'll be back and look probably this, will outlast look us. Look at all this stuff that our, that awful. Ken Lezebnik has assembled Has he for. shot himself in the head at this Honestly, point? Honestly, like, these are it horrible, It goes on, the United States things. announced it will withdraw from the human ri- da, UN Human da, Rights Council. Boy, we cannot kick... The likes of 2018 uh, uh, down the stairs fast enough. No. The IPCC released its report on global warming, which warned that we were nearing the tipping point of catastrophe. Yeah, they say if we're not, if we don't radically change what we're doing by 2030, we are toast. Yeah. 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 And I'm not sure what to do first, honestly. I would, I would seriously consider liking toast. Yeah, I'm getting, a, <laughs> I'm getting a big thing of butter. You, you might as well get some butter. Um, here's another thing. Uh, the very deceptively cheerily named campfire in Northern California way, resulted what? in 88 deaths. Wow, that's terrible. Why, are, why did they call it the campfire, by the way? I don't know. 
Usually they name a fire after uh, where it started. Yeah. Usually, so maybe it started at some uh, at, a, at a sleepaway camp or something. I don't uh, know. I don't know. I'm not sure that's. Uh, it's I'm probably not, sure not right. That, yeah. I don't. I, uh, I, I, I I don't know. But it's certainly another layer of tragedy on 2018. Oh yeah, I had a friend who lost his house in one of the fires that happened oh, yeah, up in Malibu. And you know, my manager Bonnie Burns had to evacuate from uh, her home in Thousand Oaks. Well, she probably should have chosen a different last name. That's her fault. Oh. Um, <laughs> now on um. <laughs> Yeah, they. It wasn't so much that the house was in danger, but just the, the people were so gun shy of the word "burns" absolutely, that they just yeah, said, they just came to her door and said, "Could you get out?" Yeah, exactly. And as you know, Bonnie has a, has a bunch of habits that kind of kind of rankle around here, like a yeah. constant crinkling of papers. Yeah, so yeah. I guess, and it never struck me this way. Um, in a way, you and I are both burns victims. Uh, we are. <laughs> and apparently former Red Sox player Sparky Lyle was asked to leave the area as oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he was. <laughs> Sparky yeah, wow. Lyle. No, that's, no. there's been a lot of... The, uh, uh, noted 80s band of Del Fuegos. <laughs> God, not, not, not yeah. allowed to be in the area exactly. any longer. And, by, and just by the way, uh, for people who, who have suffered from all these awful uh, things... Uh, it sounds stupid to say, like, oh, you know, our thoughts are, are with you. But you know what? My thoughts often are with you. Um, it is a sucky year, 2018. Absolutely. Ken Lezebnik included one piece of good news oh, on this list. Oh, thank goodness! Um, the Balangiga Bells, which were taken by the U.S. Army from eastern Samar in 1901 as war trophies during the Philippine-American War, sure. were returned to the Philippines. Oh my gosh! Thanks, Ken. Whoa, boy! Wow, this is like uh, a seventies. I'm gonna 70s... take the muzzle out of my mouth now. Yeah, this is like a seventies <laughs> sitcom where, like, in the end, or you know, leave it to Beaver, where they right. had some struggles for twenty-two minutes, but in the last scene, everything wrapped up pretty good. So the yeah. the ba- Balang ba- the Balangiga bells. Yeah, which, and and um... also another shitty thing that happened in 2018 is now we've probably pissed off some Filipinos with our terrible pronunciation. Oh, oh Balangiga? No, I, that's I, the right way you say it. I have a cat Balangiga? named I have a cat named Balangiga. You yeah. don't. <laughs> no, but if I give birth to that rhino, that's what I'm naming it. Yeah, it's a great name for a girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Balangiga. Balangiga. Come, Balangiga. come, come Balangiga. Here. Yeah. Put that I, horn down. You're come. not going to birth a rhino. I don't think you can. You can't tell a rhino to put a horn down. Yeah. No, lower your horn. Turn that horn away. Oh, lower your horn. That makes sense. Yeah, I would discipline there a rhino. There was a guy way. years ago. Um, this wasn't 2018. It might have been 2017, though. There was a guy that had a pet hippo. Did you ever see that? No. And I forget. I, I don't know if he lived on an island was somewhere. Was it a hungry, hungry hippo? No, but he had a pet hippo. Mm-hmm. And he had, you know, he had video of him hanging out with the hippo, and they were very close. And then one day, I don't know, something maybe irked the hippo. Yeah. And he just grabbed the guy and drove him into the water and drowned him. Really? Yeah. Where did so, this happen? This is why I'm really going to be careful with my parenting techniques when I get my rhino. I feel like rhinos are more. <laughs> I think rhinos are more dangerous than hippos. Or don't uh, they? Especially yeah. don't they? Kind of famously have a temper. Well, they also have a big old horn that In they the can gore you face, with. Whereas yeah. hippos, yeah. hippos are just a lot of way. Did you know that hippos have to be in water to have sex? I'm not surprised. Yeah, because they're so large. Yeah, it's they're the they're, only way they can big. make their move. And what is their move? <laughs> well, I can't do it here. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> it's, it's huge. So like, oh, so you're saying it's that a huge so large, move. Like you're saying that they'd, they'd be too large to position themselves correctly on land. Yeah. So they do it in the water. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's a fun little trivia fact, Paul. Well, something I happen to know. Yeah. I got about two things that I know, and that's one of them. Well, save the next one for 2019, because it could <laughs> suck, too. Um, 
No, 2019 is going to be great. I feel like we're gonna we're gonna get some comeuppance in, in 2019. Well, I, yeah, I'm gonna be. You know, I hate to be a person who's like into uh, you know punishment, right? Um, but I, I really am anxious to see the people that have uh, uh, engaged with the. The, in fact, I've taken to actually go. I, I write things on Twitter because I know Vlad is seeing them. Vlad Putin. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay. Yeah. Exactly. Um, now we I, you know. we um, we avoid generally being very political on this show. It's just, I'm not being political. I'm but, just being a human being. Yeah, I hear. They you. are nosing into our. They have. Uh, they've done a lot more than we realized they had done. They've really manipulated people. They, oh yeah. They've taken people from both sides. You know what's interesting? She knows too much. Cut her off. Um. The, <laughs> You know, Jorge, really, <laughs> you know what's really yeah. interesting is that in this type of warfare, some people call it cyber warfare, but in this type of warfare where they have, uh, um, I saw a statistic on CNN the other day about how many, uh, you know, social networking things they've done, how many. Oh yeah, they, they, that was a recently created. released report. Crazy amounts of numbers, they, like really. They got heavily, super involved in our heavily memes. influencing American thought, and and. and and so in this type of warfare, the irony, because one of the things they did was they, they chose the organizations that they felt were like the most extreme, you know, right. uh, for example, even though I don't see Black Lives Matter as extreme, apparently the Russians did. Sure. They so did. they chose, you know, the most conservative and the most liberal organizations, and they would uh, post things. Go uh, them. You know, as, yeah. right? As Egg if, them as on. if, exactly, trying to get Americans against Americans. So the irony of all this is that in order to defend ourselves yes. against this type of warfare, mm-hmm. um, the number one weapon that it will require is love. You think? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I think it's uh, uh, Americans uh, loving one another and caring about one another will be our strongest defense towards Russians trying to turn us. On I, I, you one know, another. I, I think that is a that is a very, very hopeful and possibly true thing. I, I what do you mean possibly uh, true, asshole? <laughs> <laughs> That's the Russians talking, Paula. I know that. Um, I think one thing I've noticed about all this this hate that just rockets around on TV and on the internet is that it almost never happens in real life. I mean, yes, there are demonstrations and and, and demonstrators, you know, counter-demonstrate at each other, but in ordinary circumstances, at the mall, at the Thanksgiving party, you know, at, wherever well, I mean, you I'm, go, I am, we're not screaming at each other the way we do it on the internet. Well, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be not on the receiving end of a good deal of of uh, of prejudice myself, but I certainly know people that are. Oh yeah, um, but uh, you know, I. But I'm I th- talking about just the knee jerk angry hatred because you believe something I don't believe. Yeah, that seems to me to be a Twitter, Facebook, news TV well, it's phenomenon. Like yelling out of your car at exactly. people. There's a certain amount of anonymity, which is what. So the Russians are probably going to take it a step further, which is they're probably going to drive around in little cars yelling things, pretending that it wasn't the Russians. Oh um, yeah, because that's what they did. I mean, basically, hey, it is out that- of my way, homeboy. Yeah, yes. yeah. Fli- they just flip- I flip my finger at you. <laughs> it's my because this is finger. how we do it in Iowa. <laughs> it's my middle. His finger. middle finger. Yeah. You know, one thing I did enjoy doing in uh, 2019. What is I mean in 2018? And 2018. I'll, I'll enjoy doing. Boy, you were time traveling there for oh, a minute. Yeah, here Woo! I am back in 2021. Zip Guess what? We were wrong. The world's gone now. Um, I enjoyed watching Unbreakable with you. I enjoyed watching Unbreakable with you. And as a public service to our listeners, as a lot of us know, when a sequel to a film is coming out, we watch the original and let you know if you should bother seeing the sequel. 
And it's a segment we call, because we're so good at titling things, Movie Reviews to Save You the Trouble of Seeing the Sequel. There you go. Oh, Jorge Reyes, thank you so much. So the movie Glass opens up in theaters um, this month, and it's a sequel to two movies by M. Night Shyamalan. How do you say that name? M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, I just hear Shyamalan, a ding dong. Everybody does. It's probably why he decided to become a horror director. Um, no, a psychological suspense, usually. Um, this movie, Glass, is the sequel to Unbreakable and Split. Um, and two movies made about, I, I think, 15 to 20 years apart. And you only find out, because he's Mr. Surprise Ending, I'm told that you only find out at the end of Split that um, that Split is connected to Unbreakable. No! Yes. You that, that Spoiler alert. You find out that they're connected. Uh, you, uh, a character comes back. And now this new movie that's coming out, Glass, unites the villains of those two movies in its own feature film. So, with that in mind, Paula and I watched the 2000 movie Unbreakable. Starring Bruce Willis and uh, Samuel, L. Samuel Jackson. L. Jackson. What does the L stand for? Uh, la, 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 la. Yeah. It also had Robin Wright, who was still billing herself as Robin uh, Wright Penn at that point. I believe Which she didn't. Who was she? She was Bruce Willis's wife. You saw quite oh. a bit of her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, should we explain? Um, all right. Bruce Willis. Well, yeah. It was a. M. Night Shyamalan came on uh, on the scene in uh, the late 90s with The Sixth Sense, and it quickly became known as the master of the surprise ending and suspense and stuff like that. And this was his second or third film, I believe. Um, and it was actually really well received. Um, critics kind of dug it. People dug it. Uh, it was before he spent the next 10 years making absolute crap. Just like really terrible movies, movies that are... Fun to watch because they're so bad. I never saw any of those movies. This you, is my first um, M. Night uh, Shyamalama Ding Dong movie yeah. I ever saw. Right. And I, uh, I'll tell you what happens in the beginning of the movie. Uh-huh. There's a baby born that has. Uh, born with broken arms and broken legs. Yeah, right off the bat. Yeah. He's got some yeah, challenges. An African American baby is born. Right, right off the bat with some challenges. And, and, and um, then we rock it into the future. We right, rock it yeah, uh, like then, tw- 40 years forward. I don't and, think it's 40 years forward, but... At least 30. Maybe 30 years forward. Okay. Okay, and then um, we meet uh, the, this Bruce Willis character, and and Bruce Willis is uh, in... Uh, uh, we find out right away that he's a married man, uh-huh. um, and he's in a terrible, terrible, terrible train wreck. A catastrophic train wreck that not only injures, but kills everybody on the train. He's It's something that could have happened... Um, in 2018. That's how horrible it was. Yes, it it was like oppression almost. Yeah. In fact, when it happened in the movie, I was like, oh, that. Yeah. Uh, In fact, I was like, one guy survived. That's a cakewalk. Right, exactly. I was was already, my my skin was toughened to that kind of disaster. So, uh, as the- But Bruce Willis is completely unharmed, not even a scratch. Right. So, as as the movie progresses forward, Bruce Willis begins to recognize, and and his son has sort of known about this for a while. He has like a ten year old. He begins son, to recognize that he ha- he is basically unbreakable. He's yeah, never gets. He's never gets never sick. Gets, he's never, never gets hurt, except yeah. for in one incident in school when he was a little boy with water. He almost it, drowned at the bottom. He almost drowned. He's uh, so it turns out that um, let's see. and then enter Samuel L. Jackson, who is a who is that boy. With the broken arms and broken legs. It turns out he's on the complete other end of the spectrum from Bruce Willis. He's easy to break. You can break him easy. And from the time he was a little boy, 
he fell in love with comic books. Yes. And he's now he's a comic book expert. He has a gallery. He's sort of a professor of comic Comicology. bookery. Yes. And and he has a and he's lives sort of a rich, fancy gallery kind of a life. And he has a theory that Bruce Willis is in fact a kind superhero. of a superhero. Yeah, exactly. So eventually he convinces Bruce Willis he's a superhero. And when Bruce Willis is testing the theory that he might be a superhero, he goes uh, into his basement and he's working out and his son is helping him and he's lifting weights. Yeah. And he asks the son to add some weights to it. And yeah. without telling his father, the son like tricks him and puts like all the weights there. You know, he puts like 300 pounds on the thing, and Bruce Willis says, Benches you know, it easily, yeah. He says, you know, don't do that because that could hurt somebody if you... And when that happened, I thought of my own children, you know, because I do take Taekwondo. Yes. And, uh... I, I, th- I feel like you're definitely breakable, though. No, no. No? No, no. No, okay. I can, uh... You haven't seen my kicks. I, uh... Okay, yeah. So, you know, my... So the kid keeps making things harder and it harder. Tur- it turns for- out that Bruce Willis probably is some sort of super being, yes. But what I related to was the fact that his son was devilishly making the weight lift harder and harder for his father, and, and my children have, um... Just made things harder and harder for me. Okay, and, that's an uh, interesting thing to relate of, to. Yeah. There, yeah. For me, it's like emotional weightlifting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like I, this year alone, I've, I've, I've emotionally bench pressed over four hundred pounds. Uh, you know, I know that you have been through a lot with <laughs> with uh, a, a kid or two this yeah, year. Yeah, it's been a lot of lot of uh, weightlifting. So uh, emotional weightlifting. So uh, all right. So then they, they, he's uh, one thing that's important to note here is that Samuel L. Jack. Jackson. He plays a character. What was his name? Elijah, maybe. Elijah. Yeah. Um, he's uh, got these great, beautiful uh, jackets. Like his wardrobe is fantastic. And you find out why at the end. I don't but, mind. By the way, should we just say that we're going to spoil the ending in the course of this podcast because it's been eighteen years, and if you haven't seen it, you're not going to fucking see this movie. Well, people were about to see it. Well, then we stop the tape now them. and continue with our next episode in 2019. Uh, well, okay, but no, what I was going to say about Samuel Jackson is, he, yeah, he has this great wardrobe, but he has the worst hair. His hair is just badly done. It's, and when we were watching the credits. different. No, it was bad. Okay. We were watching That's the different. credits. No, it was bad. When we were watching the credits, yeah, the, he had one, the, there was a hairstylist that was exclusively for, it wasn't the hairstylist for the whole film. No, it was just it was the, Mr. Jackson's hairstylist. It was the hairstylist for Mr. Jackson, exclusively for Samuel L. Jackson, right. and the hairstylist's name was Robert Louis Stevenson. So apparently, this is true. after you write Treasure Island and Kidnapped, it just sucks the life out of you, and you can barely do hair at all after that. Well, it's, uh, it's not my takeaway from the movie, but you know, we all got different things out of it, clearly. You know, one thing I thought was really weird in the movie, well, a couple things that I always dislike, which is okay. um, the relationship between Bruce Willis and his wife yeah. was estranged at the beginning of the movie. They were estranged. He they, was actually looking for a job in another town. They were on the brink of a divorce. They, they no longer got They were living in along. the same house, but they weren't, you know- They weren't they even in the same bedroom. They didn't share a bedroom anymore. Yeah, they had a um, son, though. They had a son, so it's kind of important that they, you know, tried to make it work. Yeah. Yeah, but but what I thought was weird, they never really established what was wrong. There's just of this course sort they of did. no, they didn't. There yes, was they just did. this, there was just this sort of weird unhappiness. It was a movie that that did a lot of weird unhappiness. Yes, yes, and it was a moody movie. Um, not a ton happens. You know, basically, 
within a few minutes of the movie starting, Samuel L. Jackson is trying to convince Bruce Willis that he might be a superhero. Yeah. And... And, and Bruce about Willis. About two hours later, Bruce Willis is like, yeah, maybe I am. Bruce Willis gets away <laughs> with a lot of just kind of oddly unhappy looks. Like a little You're bit goofy like. Goofy unhappy looks. What was the. Um, remember, there was a. I want to go back to the husband and wife relationship. Wait a minute. minute. There was a pop culture thing years ago. Remember the sad eyed girls? That was this sort of cartoonish illustration. What were they called? Bill Keen, the. the, the uh, Bill Keen, Charles Family Keen. Circle. Family Circus. But but, but 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 I believe Bonnie, who's who's yelling Keen over know. and over again, is I right. I believe it was Charles. It was somebody Keen. Uh, but there was there was a sort of they were giant they, they had sort of children. Yes, giant eyed children. Yeah. That's yeah. This is Bruce Willis. Sort of is that except He's his a, eyes are mere reptilian slits. Well, perhaps, but he just did. So you know, he looked like here's the face he had. He had the face of Michael Cohen. What? Michael Cohen has this puppy. Former Donald Trump attorney yeah, turned fixer, rat Michael right. Cohen. Yeah, he's got this perpetually sad face now. Um, but oh. okay. There's oh, you know what? Scene. I see that. I see that. There's a scene where the kid wants to prove that his father is this superhero. And so in order to do it, he gets his father's gun, yeah. brings it down to the kitchen, yeah. and holds. He's going to he's shoot, gonna shoot his dad, his father, mm-hmm. and his father finally convinces him to put the gun down. And the kid, you know, sort of hovers in the corner and cries for a little while. And in the very next scene, the very next day, the father and mother are going out to dinner and leaving the kid at home with a teenage babysitter. Which, let me just say, uh, you know, I, you know, I don't think I'm a great parent, but. When your kid has pulled a gun on you, yeah. you probably don't leave him with a sitter the following night. <laughs> okay, I'm going to I'm going to You're going to you're going to argue of, with that? I'm going to say you're a couple things here. You're going to argue with that? I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah. I thank do you. not think that it was the very next night. It was the very next night okay. because they say something about it at one point. And the kid goes, nah, I'm okay. Oh, that's I right. Just got well, a little it was definitely upset. very, very He good. says, I just got a little upset. And they go, well, we won't have dinner then. We'll just go for drinks. Oh, you're right. You're that right. was how they decided yeah. to deal with the fact that their son had pulled a gun on his father. Yeah. They said, you know what? We're a little worried about you, honey, so we're not going to have a whole dinner We're just going to go for drinks. And leave you with a a girl who seemed to be about 14. Yeah, like a teenage babysitter. You you make a good point there. Yeah, I think that. I want to go back to what you said that wasn't true, which is that they never dealt with what was wrong with the relationship with Bruce Willis and and Robin. No, they they didn't. They absolutely didn't. No, there were a lot of mournful, sad looks. Part of the plot of the movie is what's wrong. There were mournful, sad looks and no real explanation. Okay, you want me to explain it? Go ahead. Okay, so as you know. We le- we quickly learned that Bruce Willis was a very very good football player. He was a good football player, and he got in a car accident that uh, we are told rendered him unable to play football. Yeah, but it turns out he faked it. He faked it so yeah. that he could be with her, right? And never played football. Pretended to have a she disability. She didn't like football. She didn't like football, and he, he was he chose she between was right, her and football. Way, and he chose her, awful. but as a result, as we learned, he he. He, he says several times that he never felt like he was doing what he should be doing. Yeah. And so, so he made the wrong- So it's a little bit like 17 again. Like he's he's blaming what? the wife. It's a little bit like 17 again. Yeah. Where Matthew Perry blames his wife- Okay. Because he didn't um, become a famous basketball player because he fell in love with her. I guess it's a little like that, but but what I'm saying is is that the, the movie very much whether like or that. not you agree it with has, it has and it's a little bit and I I know I'm out on a limb here. Okay, um, it's a little bit like the Love Bug, Herbie the Love Bug. Yeah, 
The original or the one with... No, the uh, original. Oh, I don't okay. believe in remakes. Okay. Yeah, the original. I'm talking oh. the Buddy Hackett. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, I've seen that movie. Yeah, because they're in a car wreck and the whole car flips. Um, the difference is um, that in the car Everything wreck, else. Well, no, the difference is... The difference is, is everything else, Paula Poundstone. No, the, There is no fucking similarity no, between the, Herbie the Love Bug and Unbreakable. No, the difference is that when Sean Penn's wife and Bruce Willis <laughs> are Penn in the wife. car wreck... You become a caveman? Um, their car Sean um, Penn is wife. not um, animated and can't talk or act on its own. And that's, how, that's why um, she got hurt. But that's... Yes. The only yes. difference, if you're, if you're, really, if between I, The I, Love Bug and Unbreakable. Is that a, the name of this more, film? Unbreakable, yes. Unbreakable. It's more or less the same movie. No, but what, what I'm saying, if the listeners are out there and they're tempted to if believe- If the listeners Paul, are out there. Paula still. And I, I don't know why you would be. Because, I'm pretty sure we, we lost Paul them is starting at to drop the 88 deaths in the Northern California <laughs> know, fire. This has been just a bummer of an episode. Don't you people have anything better to do on New Year's Eve than listen to me Honest and Paula? God. Talk about I how awful everything you know. is and listen to how Paula believes that the movie Unbreakable is essentially a remake of Her- Herbie the Love Bug? I didn't say it was a remake. I said there's a lot. It's got a lot in common. And it does not. It does. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, uh, you, all this said, yeah. uh, you and I both had a very good time watching this movie. I enjoyed watching this yeah, movie. It was good, I, you know, right? But yeah, okay, L- listeners, this is important that you understand this, um, which is that when I say that I enjoyed watching Unbreakable, um, well, A, I always enjoy being with Adam and his wife, Jimmy, we have a and his lovely children. Yeah. It's lovely. Um, it's cold. His television is outside. Well, we have one in inside. In fact, I'm not even sure he has a house. Wait, do you uh, walk through it to get to my TV. Yeah, we're in the alley. There's got a television. He's got an extension cord that goes into somebody else's place. It's actually no, not. It's a very it's, nice- It's cold. You should see how bundled up I am to you watch a movie. You do bundle up quite I a bit. I have to bundle up. Yeah. I have to wear my like dog racing jacket. <laughs> And and a and a fluffy cat blanket. That, we do live in Southern California. No, but yes, it's unbelievably cold. Yes, I refrigerate my back. Yard. No, part of the reason sometimes I don't always understand the movie is because of the shushing sound of the skiers going by beside me. <laughs> That's not even close to at being the base true. of the mountain where I watch uh, movies without him. No, what I started to say when I said that I I I did enjoy watching this movie, and part of it's because I enjoy being without him. Yes, but part of it is against the backdrop of the shitty movies that Adam has made me watch. Oh, wow. We're going to do this again. Yeah. This, well, it's it just has to be said. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, a lot of these things are getting judged on a curve at this point. Okay. You know. I, I want to point out I a mean, couple things about the movies go- I'm making you watch. No, Adam has some of the worst taste in film of anyone I've ever... Here's one thing. Okay. So he says this, to I'm his go- son... I'm going to take you to the mat on no, this one, no. Palestine. So he says to his crazy. son last night, who's, what, 10? Right? 10. 10. 10. He's, 10. He's about He says, 11. yeah, honey, you might like this film. Adam had seen Unbreakable before. Yeah. He goes, honey, you might like this film. Maybe you should watch it with us. And at first I thought, oh, it's kind of a cartoony movie. And you get... Or a comic booky movie. You get towards the end, there is a god-awful scene with very real... Like violence with a household yeah. that have been tied up, yeah. and I'm thinking, what on earth would make you invite your ten year old son? I well, mean, fortunately, I, his son did not come watch. Well, the a movie couple of things us. in my defense: he knew he wasn't coming out. That was already what do you established. Mean he knew he wasn't coming out. He, he said he didn't want to watch it. And no, 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 no. He um, here's the thing. Yeah, because it would scare the shit out of him. I wouldn't <laughs> have let him come to watch the last half hour of the movie. Because, by the way, I mentioned it casually more than an hour into the movie. 
It just seemed like a nice thing that would sound a little inclusive. I would not have shown my kid. Oh, so you were inviting him to watch, but if he'd actually gotten up and come to watch with us, you would I'd have been said, like, you know what? Out. Maybe we should just watch it from the beginning sometime yeah. soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just wanted oh. to feel a little included. He was alone oh. on the couch all night. Oh. He was watching his thing, and he had his mother with him and his sister. He was no, not alone. The... So, the, the, uh, so Adam's solution, his but parenting solution to his son spending a few minutes alone is, honey, come watch this slasher I've film with daddy. Son, honey. <laughs> and it's not a slasher film. Son, come watch this slasher film with daddy. I said you might daddy. enjoy this movie. I, I didn't even say come on out and watch it. All right. Anyways, Adam anyway, I want to go back to you and my taste, taste in movies, in movies and all that. Of anyone I've ever met in my I life. am not showing you my favorite films in my backyard. I want to remind you, and this might surprise you, yeah. that we do a podcast. Yeah. It's recorded and people we are, listen to us. We are casting a pod right now. Right. Baby. We're casting a pod right now. And we have a segment wherein sequels to movies appear in the movie theater and we watch the originals Right, but some of these home. films, you, you've, you've seen all the movies that we've watched, you had seen before. Is that correct? I believe that's true. And every single one of them, you're like, oh, there's a great movie. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> you liked Predator? The one I liked the, Predator. With the monster that had teeth in I his mouth Predator. and his it's mouth looked like a vagina? Movie, but I liked Predator. That was a horrible movie. You didn't, all right, I, it was a horrible movie. You, the only movie that I know, the only movies that I know of that you like are White Christmas and Mary Poppins, and White Christmas is a pile of shit. Oh, I watched my it for the God. first time in 2018, you and for me, it might be the third worst thing that happened in 2018. <laughs> right, right you know, after I mean, the, the the mass shootings and yeah. the. President Trump announced the United States withdrawing from the right. Iran nuclear And then agreement. White Christmas and then White, and then White Rhinos. <laughs> that's, that's, that's where I stand on 2018. Because that movie, I mean, honestly. Honestly, Paula Poundstone. Mm -hmm. Boy, see what I mean? <laughs> and you were the one who suggested we watch Rocky. Well, Rocky was one of the better ones of the ones that we watched. I, I guess, I uh, guess. Anyway, but I am hoping that 2019 brings us movies that are coming out that have... Uh, much better uh, original movies. But we're, we're still going to be doing this stupid segment where we read about well, This sequels. is my point. Yeah. The sequels to movies that the originals were better. Oh, so you'd like to see sequels to movies where the original was better. Like what? We no, could have watched we, Mary Poppins. No, we review. Yeah, but I didn't want to because I don't want anything bad ever said about Mary Poppins. Oh, and I would. You know me. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you have no. You know what? You have no floor. There's what do you mean a, I have no floor? There's no basement there. It just keeps going. Oh, wow. You're, you're, like, the, you're like the Mars Insight. What <laughs> are you talking about? It's, that's the spaceship that landed on Mars, and it's just digging down. Oh, Adam, did I tell you what they found? What? It landed in the end of November. You know the Mars Insight. The Mars Insight land. probe, yeah. And, it, yes. and it's, right. It's, it's, it's digging. digging. It, it doesn't down. roll. It digs. It's Right. It's not going around It's not a filming. roller. It's, it's not a rover. It's a digger. Yeah. They found nougat. They didn't find nougat. <laughs> oh, there's another infuriating argument I've been having with you since uh, a good portion of 2018, is that Paula doesn't know what nougat is and insists that it's, it I is inside a Butterfinger bar, which it's, it isn't. Nougat is what uh, makes up the center of Mars. Okay. <laughs> I don't even think there's nougat in a Mars bar. No, there's nougat inside Mars. Okay. I know. I have a friend who worked on the project. You don't. You're, now you're just lying to me. No, let's, there is. Let's, there's let's nougat. Let's wrap this. Three different flavors of ice cream. Before we digress again, let's wrap this segment in a bow. Let's do it. Because what we do is, 
at the end of our discussion, which I'm feeling like we're at, um, we tell our our listeners whether or not it's based on the the prequel, whether it's worth it to see the sequel. So, Paula, should our audience shell out their 15 bucks or whatever to go see Glass, the sequel to Unbreakable? Well, I mean, you did tell me that Shyamalama Ding Dong hasn't been making good films recently. <laughs> but uh, apparently the film Split, which was made only about a year ago, which oh. is also... So he's back. He's got all four wheels down to the ground now. For uh, a while yeah. he was riding on three, but now, well, I don't know. It could be. I would Okay, here's what I would say. Okay. Don't watch it for the hair. I think, I think I'm going to take that as an answer. <laughs> um, I'm going to say... Yeah, if you liked Unbreakable and and you liked Split, I would see Split before I saw. And you know, I'd rent Split before I saw Glass. But yeah, go ahead and see Glass because uh, you're gonna have um, you're gonna have Samuel L. Jackson in at the very least, and he's always entertaining. Yeah, we enjoyed him very much. We did, and that is movies. Uh, <laughs> that is movie reviews to save you the trouble of seeing the sequel. Everybody. Oh, thank you, beloved house band Jorge Reyes here at Ray Horseman Studios. Paula, you've pointed out that the key to happiness is low expectations. With that in mind, we asked our listeners, what is the least you expect from 2019? You want to hear some of their responses? Yes. All right, read some. Uh, What is the least you expect from 2019? Dee Fortin wrote that my frosted midi wheats will finally be sold in a resealable bag like my bacon is. Wow. See, now I think D is going to find happiness in 2019. Yeah, especially since D could just break out a Ziploc bag if she feels like her mini wheats need to be that fresh. I got to be honest with you. What would a fresh mini wheat taste like? It's oh. like one of the crunchiest cereals around. No, but you pour you pour uh, you pour milk in it. Yeah, but like yeah, but like do you, do you find that your mini wheats are less satisfying after they've been sitting around in a non sealed bag for a week or so? No, but the point is, D does. Oh, look, I'm, I'm with not, you, D. I'm with you. I'm you know, D. D I, 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 I'm an atheist, so I'm not praying, but you're in my thoughts. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Laura Jo Powledge writes... Oh, my gosh. What a great name. It is. It is. Laura Jo Powledge. She wants to survive 2019 without knowing how to survive a bear attack. Oh. That's the least she can expect. Yeah. Which echoed Beth Johnson's note that Thomas Coyne will never be found in the Ray Horseman studio. Boy, that's a little bleak, Beth. Well, I I think what Beth is saying, and I'm just trying to put the nice, cheery New Year's spin on it, is that... Um, Thomas Coyne, the survivalist who was going to teach us how to survive a bear attack way back in the fourth episode we ever did in this little dandy podcast, um, who stood us up. Yeah. We've never found him. Nope. We, didn't show up. 2018 has passed and Thomas Coyne didn't show up and we've launched a search for him. We've got we've got a map that Tony Anita Hull created that's on the, on the internets now where yeah. people because are marking where they haven't found him. We're asking people to keep their eye out for uh, Thomas Coyne. Yeah. And uh, let us know. Uh, where you haven't seen him. Yes, and, and and I think as we've reviewed many times this year, I questioned that as a search method. <laughs> it's a manhunt. It's a it's a net. We've put an, a, a drag net over the nation and the world, Adam. Yeah. And uh, I think we're going to... I think we're going to have a breakthrough. I, I, I believe there's, there's zero chance. The only chance is that someday somebody will meet Thomas Coyne and say, oh, you're the guy they talk about all the time on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. I think that's the only way we're ever going to find Thomas Coyne. No, I, I think we'll I, I think we'll find him. Somebody but, told me that they checked at Disneyland a couple nights ago and he wasn't there. But then I wrote back to them and said, "Did you check Small World?" What they say? Uh, they, I didn't. I haven't heard back from them yet. I think they realized their error. 
Well, I think um, I think there's many errors there, which is that I wouldn't be able to find anybody in Disneyland. Oh, we found Thomas once. <clears throat> oh, you did? My son. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what he we looks like. We lost him briefly, and a guard brought him over to me. A security guard found him. Oh, yeah? And uh, and he brought him over to me, and he and he took a, a sticker, and he put the sticker on Thomas's back. Oh, yeah? And he said, write your phone number on that sticker. And uh, I wrote my number, and my daughter Allie said, Mom, that's not our number. Wow. And I realized I had accidentally written the wrong number for to be called if my son was missing. Um, it was a clever idea, though, actually. But on a part of the guard, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to put a sticker on it. It seemed kid. a little bit after the horse's escape kind of thing, because your, well, your son had already guard, been lost and found. I think the found. guard had the sense that it, it might happen <clears throat> that again. That Thomas could get lost again on yeah. the same day in the same theme park? Very possibly. You think it could happen? Um, very possibly. Now, one thing I've noticed here is that Tamara J. Hawk wrote... Our beloved listener, Tamara J. Hawk. Happy New Year to you, Tamara. Um, and to you, Beth, Laura, Joe, and Dee. Her, uh, this is her low expectation for 2019, is for it to rain one day in Phoenix. I think that's reasonable. Yeah, it rains there. Does it? Yeah. I was there I've one never time, been rained on in Phoenix. It hailed when I was there. Big, huge hailstones. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's what she's wanting there. No, but I, she wants I, rain. Yeah. I think it will. That's not too much to ask. I, I, I don't think it's so. Ingrid Tolentino wrote, I expect to still be able to put my pants on one leg at a time and that I'll have two legs. Boy, she is aiming low. Yeah. She is keeping those expectations down. I would say that Ingrid, of all of these people, so far Ingrid is going to have the most joyous year. Yeah, she has she has won in in many ways. Yeah. It would be a tragic year for her, her should she lose a leg or somehow lose the ability to put them on one leg at a time, which, I do which a... is arguably much easier than putting them on two legs at a time. I think that's what the, I, I don't want to nitpick here, Ingrid, except I deeply want to. Um, the expression is that I put them on one leg at a time because that's how people do it. Yeah. It's harder to put them on two legs at a time. It involves I, jumping. No, I do both. Um, you do? You jump well, into pants? No, I lay on my back and put them on two legs at a time. But, you know. Really? I do want to say that if, Ing- if, if Ingrid happens to lose a leg, I have a bad feeling that um, Ken Lezebnik will will write about it. Oh in, yeah! In our 2019 New Year's script, we have to talk to him about script. that because yeah. that was a downer. Um, really? Like we okay. didn't know the year sucked. Nick Magre wrote that I'll have fewer mustards open at once in my fridge. That's a very reasonable yeah. uh, that's thing a, to ask for. That's a common concern. Yeah, you know why? There is a mustard museum. Did you know that? Is there? Yeah, yeah. That's an. That's you know, I think that fact is probably more interesting than the mustard museum must be. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't been into the mustard museum. I can't imagine that it's you a, have. It's a dream I have for 2019. Well, that's not too much to ask. You might get it. I totally understand where Nick's coming from there because mustard is one of those things that they come in kind of small containers. You look around. You don't see it. So yeah. you and pick them just, up at the store. Yeah, and you just open another yeah. and another yeah, and another. Yeah, worst. Yeah, exactly. I've done, I've done the same thing with houses. You just, just buy I've house just after house. I've just forgotten I had one. Buy a new one. Yeah, it's pretty back s- behind the other house. I can't find pretty it. Pretty soon you own a neighborhood and you don't yeah, know where exactly. you keep your pants. Uh, several people were completely existential. One, uh, When responding to what is the least you expect from 2019, Dee Walker wrote, darkness, then daylight, and darkness. Wow, that's yeah. very Ing- Ingmar Bergman. Yeah, it is. Uh, darkness. Along that vein, Inga Mueller-Boer. And by the way... Imagine having the name Mueller and then hyphenating. Yeah. You know, you and instead pick of getting a, a lot of nice hard consonants, you get Boer. Yeah. Inga, 
Yeah. Inga, Inga, first of all, you got to wonder what dating app you're using. Um, but Inga, uh, yeah, just pick a team. I don't think you hyphenate when you're Mueller, Boer. I think you're either a Mueller or a Boer. Uh, uh, Inga Mueller Boer wrote, uh, for the sun to rise, if not every day, then at least on most days. She oh. is really lowballing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, just for the sun to rise, not even every day. Yeah. Not even asking for the sun to rise every day. Yeah, and if it doesn't, we're probably finished, Inga. Yeah, if yeah. it doesn't, you know what that means? It's 2030, and we yeah. didn't clean up our act. <laughs> Which we might not do. And I want to point out that a couple of people, including Mike Holland and Thomas Dean, wrote, the least that they can expect from 2019 is that Adam will be on every show. Now that is a high expectation. Why? You don't want, are, are you letting me go, Poundstone? No, no. Happy to have you. Yeah. Just what a joyous thing. I don't know how this became a thing this year with our podcast. But yeah, the listeners keep pointing out that I am on every show as though that is some kind of compliment. You know, um, the guy who wrote the theme song... The original theme song that had the original reference to Adam being on every where, where show. Where he spent like a two verses praising your genius and then concluded with, and Adam Felber is on every show. That's where this all started. Yeah. It was a great theme song. Was it? And he, uh, I met him in Annapolis, Maryland, and uh, I took a picture and I posted it on my uh, Instagram. That's something that happened in 2018 as I learned to do Instagram. Yeah, now, but now I have to see the guy who actually came up with this incredibly, what I'm going to call not particularly flattering um, <laughs> meme, the, that the best you could say about me is that I'm on every show. It's not the best he could say. It's just something he said. It's the only thing he said about it. And, and, and it has since become basically the only thing that anybody who takes part in our theme song competition says about me. That's not true. Uh, but no, but it, but it is. We've listened to many theme songs here on the show, yeah. and there's one. There's one that we haven't played for everyone. Just said Adam Felber wears a shirt. Yeah, and that is now. See now you're opening up a can of worms because now our <laughs> listeners are going to start making other bland observations about it's me. Not a bland observation. It's a very bland observation, genius Poundstone. Yeah. Adam Felber puts one foot in front of the other. Oh, wears the shirt. I barely do. Uh, now, you don't need a special prompt to write us. Send us comments or a theme song anytime at nobodylistenstopaulapoundstone at gmail.com or visit us on Facebook at nobodylistenstopaulapoundstone. <laughs> the final cat of the week for 2018 is Chi Chi from Benton, Arkansas. Okay, all righty. So if we do uh, all make it safely into 2019, you might want to know that Maximum Fun has other offerings you might like. Here are a couple of other great podcasts to enjoy from your living room or your bunker. Hey, thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. These are real podcast listeners, not actors. We took the identifying marks off this podcast. Just tell me your impressions. It's really sexy. My first thought is like, Radiolab? Definitely something popular. Yeah, really popular. A hit show. But funny, too. Like, does Tina Fey have a podcast? Or the Marx Brothers? Yeah, is this podcast Radiolab, but hosted by the Marx Brothers? And sexy, like Sade. It reminds me of Sade. Exactly. And they're all riding in a BMW. Close, but not quite. Take a look behind these panels. <gasps> oh. 
and then watch this rocket blast off into space. Whoa. Ooh. And there's the pies we made you. <gasps> now, let's show you the podcast. Wow, it was Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go? Hold on. Oh. Whoa. Ooh. Oh my goodness. That was 514 JD Power and Associates Podcasting Awards. That was really scary. But compelling. I guess I should definitely subscribe to Jordan Jesse Go. Um, yeah, I'd say so. Jordan Jesse Go, a real podcast. Hi, I'm Dave. Hi, I'm Graham. And we're two house DJs who have been trapped inside our drum machine. We love it here, and we'd love if you stopped by and visited us every week on Stop Stop Podcasting Podcasting Yourself here on MaximumFun.org. We're just a couple of doofuses from Canada. And listen to our show or perish. (laughs) Stop Podcasting Yourself on MaximumFun.org. House band Jorge Reyes. Paula, where are you off to perform in this new year? I'll be in Houston, Texas on January 18th at the Wortham Theater Center and in Santa Barbara, California on January 25th at the Lobero Theater. And if you want to see if Paula Poundstone is coming to a city near you, check out her website, www.paulapoundstone.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And if you like t-shirts, and who doesn't? We all do! There are two options. Visit MaxFunStore.com for a Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone t-shirt. It's great! Or go to PaulaPoundstone.com and discover the joy of my remarkably soft tri-poly blend shirts with a self-portrait on the left breast and a memorable quote on the back. And it's not a tri-poly blend. It's now, a tri-poly blend. It's really not. Um, now, Paula, do you have any resolutions for this new year? Because we're about to count down to one. The, the ball is about to drop. What, what do you want in 2019? Not the, not the least you can expect from 2019. What would you really like to see besides... Uh, the Von Trump family singers being sent off to the Hooskow. I uh, can't believe he said that. Um, you know what's weird is I haven't really thought about it. Yeah. I'm the only person who hasn't prepared a New Year's resolution. I, and I think you'll back me up on this. I want, all I want from next year is less of this year. Oh, less all of this, this year. Yeah. Yeah, it was a god awful year. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, um, well, I, this may seem shallow. No. Um, but I would love it if my tri-poly blend t-shirts Which with the aren't. self-portrait on the left breast and memorable quote on the back flew off the shelves. Wow, that's your goal for 2019. Well, yeah, I asked I'm, you to shoot for the moon, and boy, did yeah, you ever. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, yeah, uh, that's all I need. Ooh, hang that's, them high, Paula Poundstone. Yeah, hang them high. That's all I need. <laughs> and I also hope Trump's impeached. I want to see this podcast continue and take off into the new year. I want to see us pick up 100,000 more listeners. If every listener within the sound of my voice... Uh, tells a friend about nobody listens to Paula Poundstone, then we could have Dozens. twenty more listeners <laughs> by, by yes, and that's by two thousand nineteen. We could have 
20 more listeners before the ball drops. Okay, and the ball is about to drop. And let's hope that does happen in 2019. But let's drink a cup of kindness yet for Old Lang Syne and nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. Our show is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam Felber. Produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken Lezebnik, and Tony Anita Hull. Technical direction by Ray Horseman. Special thanks to tonight's house band, Jorge Reyes, on the sax. And thanks to our head of security, Jonah Glickman. Transcription services for the show provided by Transcribe Me. For your special Paula Poundstone discount, use code Paula Poundstone when placing your order at transcribeme.com. And now, Paula, are you ready to count it down? Yeah. Let's do it. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Happy New Year! We made it! Oh, my Lord. Happy New Year, Paula Poundstone. Happy New Year, Adam. This is like happening right on the stroke of actual midnight. You know, I don't even drink, and I'm I'm crying and hugging everyone. show for this year. Won't somebody please listen to me? Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.